What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your boy Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up. And on this episode, we got our first sponsor, y'all. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio book and uh, download it and get a free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash sxsndls over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player if you still have one of those <laughs> but uh um, right now man um i got a few books downloaded i'm reading this book well, i just finished this book called influence the, the psychology of persuasion by robert cialdini dope book uh, i encourage y'all to read that i'm also on a new one it's called goodbye things it's about um, living a minimalist lifestyle, trying to declutter out you know, my life and whatnot. So uh, really good. But y'all, go on there. Once again, www.audibletrial.com slash SXSNDLS. Uh, try it out for 30 days, man. It's free. So And Audible's I, hot. I got a few Audible's books off dope. Audible's dope. I got a few books off of there. So if you can check out Patrice Colors, uh, so they call, so they call me a terrorist mm. with a foreword by Angela Davis. Tell me about that last that's time. Deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian uh, Brian Stevenson's Just Mercy mm. that's on there, and also that new one, um, The Hate You Give, by mm. that uh, young teenage uh, African American girl who wrote about uh, the movement from a teen teenage person's view. So okay, I haven't heard that one. I got that one from my daughter. She's reading it. I'm waiting on her to finish. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's loving the Audible, so you got to get that. Yeah, Audible is dope. So try it out. Man, use the code, support the podcast. We appreciate y'all. And that voice that you have heard is nothing other than Tony Punches. Tony, say what's up to the people, bro. What's up, everybody? Yeah, yeah. So, um, glad to have you back, man. Thank you. Glad to be back. No doubt, no doubt. We did the Wakanda Matters episode, which is a touch on Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter. And that was that was good, man. I got a good response from that. A lot of folks tuned into that one, man. So uh, we're gonna keep this keep this thing going, man. So How's your week been, bro? It's been good. Yeah. It's been good. Been yeah. busy. Uh, did a workshop out at Reynolds um, mm-hmm. High School for their Boys of Color called The uh, Mask You Live In. Great documentary on Netflix. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Broke that down into two-hour workshops so we could really help liberate young boys from uh, from toxic masculinity, which you did a topic on yeah, that. So, you yeah. know, pulled some... So, in- what, what part of toxic masculinity did you kind of touch on like what we just was like we're just introducing the subject to them like this is kind of like what's going on like Mm -hmm. but more so it was about how we all wear emotional masks that Mm. hide what's going on behind it where are we getting our definition of what be a man means Mm. and if no one's being clear about what that definition is then what are we really doing trying to be something that's unclear so we just wanted to help like give them some language and some support around figuring out how to define manhood for themselves their masculinity for themselves yeah. um, and to rein in some of those behaviors that are unhealthy yeah that's good to start that at that age man because that's absolutely. where you really start to form those bad habits absolutely or that false identity identity of who you think you should be yep yeah yeah and then that leads into domestic violence and a whole bunch of other stuff so yeah man so that's good bro and you said you're working on the play right now right i am or, i am yes i'm doing yeah. community outreach for portland playhouse's uh, production of august wilson's fences mm-hmm um, pretty sure a lot of folks saw Fences like a year or so ago with Viola Davis and uh, Denzel. Great, great, mm-hmm. great film. Uh, but an amazing play as well. And mm-hmm. so I just sat in the rehearsal 
um, because I'm be, I'll be hosting two post-show discussions, one around the black community and mental health, looking mm. at why we don't access mental health, why mm. we treat folks shameful around mental health, mm. uh, and then also what has the health industry done that makes us feel, you know, like we can't come to them. Yeah. So dealing with that, and then second, I'm going to host an intimate conversation. I'm going to put some black fathers and their sons on the stage, mm. and we're going to have a conversation around what did your father say to you that was important? What didn't he say that you needed? And then ask mm. the these young boys, what do you need to hear from your dad? Um, on the stage. On the stage, yeah. Ooh, We're going to put that in the middle. Spot. And the audience is just going to listen. Okay. There's no dialogue from the audience. No questions. It's because black men are seen through a single lens, right? Hmm. So when we are angry, folks think that means we are violent. Hmm. And my anger may be disappointment. It may be sadness. It may be fear. It may be love. It is motivated by all of the things that make up the complexity of who we are as humans, black, white, or other. Yeah. And I don't think that black men and black fathers are given um, the understanding of our humanity, hmm. nor, do, nor does the world get to see the intimacy between a father and his son mm -hmm. at various ages. So I'm going to have on a single father, um, who has mixed race kids because that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have on a married father, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to have on a father and a, a stepfather and a stepson. Mm -hmm. um, also going to have on some, a young man who hopefully he, he agrees who grew up without a father. Right. Yeah. So we can really talk about what all of this looks like. Yeah. And so that the community predominantly, you know, theater community is white, right? <laughs> we need these white folks to know that we love our kids and mm. just because we raise our voice don't mean we about to throw nobody over the bridge because mm. actually when we look at it, it's actually white folks that keep doing that to our babies. Mm. But um, really, I just don't think people recognize that we love our children and just because we raise our voice or because we're strict or because we have a dis disciplinary nature in how we raise them, mm -hmm. that comes out of a fear of harm to them not an anger with them. Mm -hmm. And so in the play, uh, the, the son, Corey, asked his dad, Troy, why don't you like me? Yeah. And Troy is like, boy, I ain't gotta like you. Mm -hmm. I don't go to work because I like you. I don't feed you and clothe you, clothe you because I like you. I do it because it's my job, it's my duty, it's my responsibility, mm -hmm. you know? Like he says, liking you wasn't part of the bargain, <laughs> you know? And, and it's not, because sometimes I don't like my kids, mm -hmm. right? But I love them and I do anything for them and I'd fight the world if they ever came for them, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, that fathering heart mm -hmm. can also look like someone who doesn't have a fathering heart mm -hmm. because it's so strict, it's so direct, but it's also because it's all born out of the trauma that we've experienced through racism and poverty and mass incarceration and all of the things that weigh on us as black people and black men specifically. Mm -hmm. And with, if we're still wearing the mask, we're not able to be intimate and transparent enough with our sons that that rage, that anger, that discipline is actually seen as concern Mm -hmm. It does really come across as abuse yeah. and there's a very thin line and we've got to like really have that conversation within ourselves. But also white folks need to know and other folks need to know that we love our children and we take very good care of our children, mm -hmm. very good care of our children. And just because we raise our voice doesn't mean our children are in harm's way. Yeah. So do I do. That's that's interesting. So do you think you can crack open the hardened hearts? of white supremacists who believe that black men don't love or don't care for their children. You know, I don't really, you know, in my training from Just Leadership USA out mm -hmm. in New York, right? Mm -hmm. We put folks, we identify folks uh, on a scale of one to five, right? Mm -hmm. 
ones are the people that are completely in your corner fives are people who are not in your corner right mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. um and then you got those threes that are in the middle well mm-hmm. ones you've got twos are like already on your side threes you know you just got to sway them right mm. so the real people i'm looking at are those threes and fours okay them fives let them have that it's, it's a wrap. let them have that it's right i'm not good, i'm not i'm not dealing with you that. right mm-hmm. i'm not gonna put in the level of effort necessary to pull you to my side when all i gotta do is tip the scale and everyone else is there and then you look stupid standing over there by yourself mm. right and so i get those threes who don't know mm-hmm. i get those fours who are falsely informed I got the majority. I got the folks who are doing the work and are saying, hey, you know what? I don't understand the whole problem, but I know that there is a problem. Mm-hmm. That's so much better than someone who's like, there's not a problem. You're the problem. I'm not looking for those folks that are completely against me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for those folks that are that that may not be well informed enough to know that we really are on the same page. Mm-hmm. And that's where we work at. We don't we don't put in that. That's too much labor to convince those that are so uh, staunchly opposed. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's work with the folks that we can. Let's get those threes and those fours, those folks who don't know and those folks who think they know. And let's slide them on over to the other side. Yeah. And then we leave those fives out there by themselves. Yeah. Some people too far gone. Man. Yeah. You just can't. You can't. And it don't mean we don't love him, pray for him, and hope the best for him, but I'm just not going to put that kind of energy into that. Yeah, I feel it, man. Well, speaking of too far gone, my brother, <laughs> I'm going to bring... The, can, can we call down Mr. West <laughs> down to the altar? You know what I mean? Man, we need to do more than an altar call for West. Look, man, I, I think I'm going to title this episode, Make Kanye Great Again. You know what I mean? I like uh, that. I like that. <laughs> I get rock with that. We so we we initially sat down. I reached out to you to talk about J Cole and brackets because that song is something else. Yes. And um, we gonna we gonna touch on brackets. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But today is April the twenty sixth. Okay. Um, when we record, I don't know when I'm gonna release. Probably next week. Um, but by the time you hear this, it'll be another week from now. But man, Kanye is. Lighten up Twitter <laughs> and lighten up social media. Yep. And he is just is he gone or is he trolling with his tweets? Now let me Good question. You Good know what question. I mean? Because he has albums coming out. And he's executive he's produced like Pusha T's album, his album, Tiana Taylor. So there's some marketing going on. That's why he's back on Twitter. Okay. Okay. But it's kinda hard to really tell what's going on so this so this is the tweet that really set things off and we're just going to kind of dive into it further mm-hmm. from here um but kanye he tweeted out you don't have to agree with trump <laughs> but the mob can't make me not love him we are both dragon energy he is my brother i love everyone i don't agree with everything anyone does that's what makes us individuals and we have the right to independent thought. Man, he said Trump is his brother. They got dra- they got the same dragon <laughs> oh my energy. Goodness. Oh man. Okay. So first of all, let's let's run all the way back to your your title, right? I don't want to offend nobody. So Kanye already great. We ain't got to make him great, but we got to make him well. We got to make him healthy. We got to make him mm. healed, right? We got to we got to work on that aspect of Kanye, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kanye's great. But um, his his mental state is troubling and concerning. So, like, I'm kind of, like, wavering. Because like, I really don't want to talk about the mentally ill. But, 
Like he's out there, but we, but, but he's out there and he's it. doing he's, it he's because out there, he's probably and he's and I, benef- he's going to benefit from it. absolutely. I mean, he's getting all the attention and yeah. and all this kind of and stuff. And this is not to denigrate. We just want to discuss our brother man. Kanye, man. Every, man. Everybody loves Kanye. Every, that's what I'm saying. So, but here's the thing: like I love the old when Kanye, I listen to though. you, when I listen to you read this, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the problem is the subject, Trump. Because mm-hmm. if he was to say this, like, because, like, listen, I ain't got to agree with you. We, we don't always agree, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we got that same dragon spirit. We're both passionate and fiery about what we believe. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you my brother regardless, right? Word. You are. That's not, that's nothing, right? And I, and, I, and I love you for that. But we don't mean we don't have to agree. And it doesn't matter all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. I get that premise. But the problem is he's talking about someone who is actively harmful to a lot of people mm-hmm. and he uh, Kanye has a platform where a lot of the folks on his platform are the folks that are being harmed by this person that he's propping up and supporting mm-hmm. you know and that's where it's problematic it's like you have to be you have to be a caretaker over the folks that listen to you you have to moderate the messages that, that you send out and I ain't saying like uh, censor your thought or anything mm-hmm. but be tactful and be responsible for the words that come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And this is irresponsible. This is irresponsible. Irresponsible in what way? Irresponsible in the way that um, he's really propping up someone who's extremely harmful. Okay. That's that's dangerous, right? And it's dismissive mm-hmm. of, as as John Legend pointed out, and some of his follow up tweets, right? right? It's dismissive to folks impacted by mass incarcerate mass incarceration. Mm-hmm. It's dismissive of folks who are struggling with the border and the, and the issues around that. Mm-hmm. It's dismissive of folks who, as Ben Carson just announced the other day, he's about to raise rent for folks in low-income housing and on housing subsidies, right? Mm -hmm. It's dismissive of folks who are struggling to get health care. It's just so dismissive to so many folks who are already hurting, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't bring healing. It doesn't move us to greatness, Mm -hmm. right? It just invalidates all of the folks that are already hurting who are listening to Kanye, Right, and they're like, we're, they're looking to him for some level of uplift through his music, through mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that he's the role model and inspiration or everything, but folks look to him, they listen to him, and he's validating someone who's invalidating the experience of so many, as I've said before, black, brown, and broke folks. Yep, he is, and we'll get into the the John Legend part of it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he's validating. A known white supremacist. Yeah. Like this dude is flat out. Like there's there's right. unapologetically white supremacists. Right. You're president. But he's calling on it, you know you can you can say anybody is your brother. Right. But you want to align yourself. Right. Like you know what I mean? But and so That's what the, I mean, the, like so, irresponsible. So the, so, so the thing is with Kanye, and it's been a theme because this this is not the only tweet, because the first tweet he was talking about Candace Owens, you heard of her? No. What um, do you say? Candace Owens. I saw that in he, he another says, tweet. He somewhere. said he, he, you know, he really admires her, and she's an yes, so yes, he's, yes. So he's aligning himself with these Republicans, right? Uber conservative ones, super that. conservative Republicans that are basically pro white supremacy, mm-hmm. anti black, right? You know what I mean? It's right. like he wants to align. He's and he's he's had this thing where he 
he's he wants he likes to align himself with whiteness. Even when he was talking Ooh. about his 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 struggle and you know going to Europe and trying to start his clothing lines and mm-hmm. he just want you know he because he admires all those you know Italian designers or whatever and right. he wants to be like them and whatever it's just like there's something about him and he's with Kardashian you know he was with who was a girl before Kim uh, uh, the ball headed girl that's what Wiz Khalifa oh right? yeah Amber Rose yes, Amber Rose now like, how do you go Kim. from that to you know what I mean he's just like. It's something about him that likes that. You know what I mean? As Tariq and she would say, he, he liked them butter biscuits. <laughs> He's out here cooning for them butter biscuits. He wants them butter biscuits. Oh, my goodness. He said, the biscuits uh, you know, must be nice. So it's just like, I, I mean, they might be. They might be nice. I think they are nice. They, if you they might look nice. But the thing is, like, and you hit on it, like, it's this this um, subscription mm-hmm. to whiteness. Yeah. Right? It's access. And that's, power, a, that's that's what it is. The prestige, right? The wealth. Mm-hmm. It's just playing into a, a, a game that uh, was never designed for us. No. Um, and is always moving the carrot, right? Mm-hmm. It's like here, come get this, come get this, do this, jump through these hoops, right? Mm-hmm. Don't kneel, don't protest. But we'll he, give but you he, this. But what he's masking it is with his support of Candace and his support of independent Trump. free thought. Independent free thought. What is it? So is that some some stuff that they use? Is that is that some right wing terminology? I don't know if it's right wing terminology, but it is definitely a, a cop out to be accountable for for what you say and feel. Mm-hmm. I think everyone is entitled to free thought. I, the way he's using it here is unhealthy, right? Yeah. Because um, he's like, oh, I can say whatever I want to, which I mean, you can, but you have to be accountable for that. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if he was standing on a corner in the middle of nowhere saying it, fine, say that. But you're saying this on your platform. And then, so so after that, his wife gets out, um, Kim Kardashian West. <laughs> she tweets, he's a free thinker. Is that not allowed in America? Because some of, some of his ideas differ from yours. You have to throw in the mental health card. Oh, she trying to call me out? Yeah, she, yeah. Kim so, don't want this. Yeah, because Kim said, you just throwing out the mental health card. And me too. I said it too. Um, <laughs> that's just not fair. He's actually out of the sunken place when he's when he's being himself, which is very expressive. Okay, so... So so he's out of the sunken place, and now he's... Expressive. But if he's a part of the Kardashian clan, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, that kind of looked like the sunken place to me. Like, you know... I'm not saying that we can't have interracial relationships. I'm not saying that at all. That ain't yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that he is fully uh, wrapped up in the the trappings of whiteness, mm-hmm. right? The prestige, the power, the money, the fame, right? All those type of things. And I'm not saying any of those are wrong, but let's get it legitimately and let's not let it control us. Let's control it. Yeah, and, and I feel like if you if you are a racist <laughs> and i.e. white supremacist, mm-hmm. You are mentally ill because you promote injustice. Yeah, and you may not even know it, but you like right. you, 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 right, you right, delude right. yourself to mm-hmm. think, oh, this is right. Yeah, they shouldn't be treated like us. Right. You you are ill. There is a disconnect between reality and um, and, and what's going on inside yeah. the head. <laughs> so, but on a real note, you and I, I think we both agree. Mm-hmm. This dude is mentally ill. Yes. And he's, he's suffering still, from he's, mental health issues, and he's still going through it. Now, what? So I know we, we're not doctors, right? Right. I what, from from what you see, how do you? I mean, how do you come to that conclusion? I come to that conclusion when I see the response to John Legend when he's like, "This brother comes to him in love, okay, saying, in okay. private, also, 
right? That's how we're taught. Like, you love someone, you care about them, you don't check them openly. You just come mm-hmm. to them in private saying, hey. Go ahead, tell, tell the people what John So, this is what John said to him. This is JL. It says, hey, it's JL. I hope you'll reconsider aligning yourself with Trump. You're way too powerful and influential to endorse who he is and what he stands for. As you know, what you say really means something to your fans. They are loyal to you and respect your opinion. So many people who love you feel so betrayed right now because they know the harm that Trump's policies cause, especially to people of color. Don't let this be a part of your legacy. You're the greatest artist of our generation. So mm. John is like facts, p- pumping him up, like giving him love, like, and he is, and he's being honest about like what's going on in the situation. Yeah, and then Kanye come back with clap back. I love you, John, and I appreciate your thoughts. You bringing up my fans or my legacy is a tactic based on fear used to manipulate my free thought. Now, first of all, he's sharing a private text message. This is a private text message between him and John Legend. So, like, you're real foul for that. Like, mm-hmm. if it, if John wanted it to be public, he would have put it in your Twitter Twitter feed. No, if it was on Twitter, that would have been a tactic. Right. That would have been a to tactic. Put, to do that in front of millions of people. Right. And so for him to use, and, that's, and I'm glad you hit on that word, for him to use the word tactic, mm-hmm. that speaks to his fear. Mm-hmm. It speaks to his... Um, paranoia Mm -hmm. and that's how come I got him on mental health issue because like that's paranoia Mm -hmm. like when you can't take a word of 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 correction or or support from someone who's coming to you in love Mm -hmm. and you can't like like okay let me think about it but Mm -hmm. you immediately are like oh you're attacking me that's 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 that comes from an unhealthy space in your mind and in your heart. And that's why I'm like, he's got some things he's got to work on, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, grief shows up in all of us differently. Depression shows up in all of us differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm not no doctor, but I've been looking at those things because I just did this workshop for these young men, uh, these young men and boys of color. Um, it just shows up differently in all of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just really concerning that, one, he would align himself with someone who is so openly harmful. Mm-hmm. And then also reject uh, a loving correction, loving from someone who obviously is in his circle. If they, 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 they he got his number. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've done records together. Right. John Legend was signed to his label. Maybe I don't know, but they. I mean, they. Right. Done There's a, a connection there. There's together. a connection there, and yeah. like just to be so Chicago dismissive connection. and so to feel attacked. Yeah. It's like, to, to attack back and make that public. public that takes it to a to whole other level. To try to shame your friend. Right. Right. Well, here, this is the thing that we've said in, in, in this work and around is like hurt people hurt people, right? right? So it's clear that there's some level of hurt that's still going on with Kanye, and it may be masked by the trappings of whiteness. You know, it may be masked by by the music. It may be masked by, you know, all the fame or whatever, but mm-hmm. underneath there, with all of us, though, to some degree, mm-hmm. is a troubled soul. Mm-hmm. There's something that's going on that is isn't at the surface yet, and that's why I say let's make Kanye great again because he was great at one point in time. He we knew who he was, right, 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 right. Right now we don't know, we don't know this person. Nope, and he doesn't even. He know. may have to give up the name Kanye West because we don't know who this is. <laughs> I don't know who this is. This is Kanye is. Kardashian. This is who <laughs> this we're Kanye with. Kardashian. But so, oh. so when I but when I seen that exchange with him and john legend yeah it immediately took me back to last week Mm -hmm. so there's a friend of mine who suffers from mental illness he goes through these manic episodes Mm -hmm. where you cannot get to him right like you said super paranoid and just he takes anything that you say and it takes it as negative right so he literally he he reached out to me we're supposed to be 
you know, linking up, hanging out, whatever, but I haven't had time. My wife just pledged AKA. Shout out to my baby, Renita. She just did her thing. All you know right, what I mean? Right. So, when, But when she was going through her process, like, she was going every night. Right. So I'm here with the kids. Like, I, I can't hang out. A lot of people, hey, bro, we need to kick it. I, I feel you, bro. I can't. You know what I mean? And so he was hitting me up. He was like, he was like yeah, bro, let's, let's hang out this week. I was like, all right, bro, I'm, I'm going to let you know next week. He was like, oh, that's cool. I don't even want to rock with you because you don't even rock with me. I'm like, no, no, I'm not saying that. I was just like, bro, I just <laughs> That's can't. not like Kanye. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like Kanye when he did to Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I'm like, I'm connecting. I was like, man, it sounded like, you know what I mean? So he did that. And then he was just like, it's cool, bro. Like, don't even, don't even worry about it. I was like, bro, why are you mad? Like, I just, I don't have the time. Like, my wife is blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, and he was just going off. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, bro. And he was just like, he's like, don't even worry about it, bro. Like, we ain't, we ain't cool anyways. Like, bro. I don't know why you jump to conclusions. I'm cool with you. I just mm-hmm. literally don't. But he's, but I, and his family, his cousin was telling me, like, bro, he's not right, man. Like, mm-hmm. I know you're still trying to be cool. Like, bro, just leave him alone. He's not right. He's going to turn on you. Like, mm-hmm. something's going to happen and he's going to, he's going to flash on you, bro. Right, right. And so that's what was happening. And, um, and then he's like, he's, and he did, and he took our conversation <laughs> and he started piecing it and putting it on Facebook. Wow. He was like, this dude, Emmanuel Williams, he get a <laughs> he get a podcast. He think he too important. He can't. I was like, what? I was like, I was like, bro, I love you, man. But like, I was like, grace and peace to you, bro. But I can't like, I don't know what you got going on, but like, right, bro, you need a chip. But it's like, he, I can't even speak to, and so he was doing the same thing to me yep. that Kanye was doing yep. to John Legend. We over there, I am in on on Facebook <laughs> and he put it on his po- like on his page. I'm like, bro. Yeah, it's, it's I mean it's it's funny but not funny. And that's why it's important. So that's why I'm hosting this uh post show talk back on May 20th at Portland Playhouse around blacks, the black community and mental health. Right? Word. We really got to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't talk about it. We're dismissive of it. Like you know, you know like Do you need his, some professionals to be there? Oh, I have professionals. Okay. I got some professionals lined up for it. Like I'm, I, my guy Brandon Hardaway, he did episode 50 with me, man. Like he's a professional. I looked at him. I looked okay. at him. The okay. thing is, is so um with August Wilson's work, mm-hmm. um if you look at the, the, all the plays, they are male dominated. Okay. Right? And every play has just one woman, one central uh woman female character Mm -hmm. and so what i wanted to do was bring some balance and so the panel is predominantly uh women of color who are professionals yeah so um already just a shout out to uh keisha dumas she's gonna be on there she's a community health worker she's gonna be on there um and i've got some other folks uh dr uh reverend dr ty waters he confirmed that he's interested in being a part of it and i got some other folks we just haven't uh, finalized all of that uh, okay. but yeah so it's going to be a great panel so I do have some male representation because I think that's important when we're talking about this but um, I wanted to give space and, and grace to the female voice because in the play mm-hmm. across all of August Wilson's work while they do have that strong female role mm-hmm. the, throughout the narrative the female voice really isn't present and so I wanted that to be present in the work that I'm doing post show yeah that's dope that's dope, man. Um, so with Kanye, man, I mean, what? What needs to happen I'm, is he needs a he needs a real intervention, right? He needs folks that can access him, that can work with him to get past um, the defenses of the Kardashian. Like that's a clan that's like, oh, Kanye say wonderful because they've got their own black puppet, mm-hmm. um, and so they're gonna protect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. We gotta we gotta get folks that can get through that barrier and really have a sincere conversation with him face to face. Bro, they are like the <laughs> they are get out, bro. 
Hey, I'm listen. They are get out, bro. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, listen, I'm you not. go into the Kardashian household and you come out, man, just broken. Bruce, uh, who Jenner, <laughs> yeah, or whatever his name is now, Caitlyn now, Caitlyn. Uh, what was it Lamar? What was his last name? Oh, Lamar, the basketball player. Mm-hmm. Lamar Odom. Odom went in a a, a champion. <laughs> Came out a crackhead. Oh my god! With all due respect, man, shout out to Lamar Odom and salute to you. I don't know where you at, what you doing, man. I hope you doing good. Kanye go in the people's champ. Yeah. Now he right. came out a white supremacist, bro. Man, like do that you, really like, does look like get Kanye, out. The that guy, looks like, the, like the the guy that said went on national TV and said Bush don't care about black people. Right. Now like, you that. align yourself. Took that with Trump. Right. George Bush is disappointed in Kanye West. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> George Bush and Kanye was like, damn it, Kanye, what happened to you, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. But but my, but my really, I'm sad, bro, because I think people, with his wife saying that he's not mentally ill, that's a lie. Like, everything that he's displaying, he's, not having, he's having manic episodes, and he really needs help. Mm-hmm. And... He has his wife and his family enabling him right. to operate and under the guise of being a free thinker. No, this dude really needs help. And that's what I mean. We've got to get we've got to get out of the shame conversation around mental health. Right. Right. We've got to get out of that piece around it. We've got to get out of like being afraid to mm-hmm. like really confront and address it. Mm-hmm. We've got to pull it to the forefront to say, you know what? There are some things that are going on with me. There's mm-hmm. some things that are going on with us. There's things going on with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And we got to show up in love and in strength mm-hmm. as a community around that person saying, hey, we really care about what's going on with you. You know? Yeah. Like, this is real. Yeah. Because here are the negative um, negative outcomes of your behavior. Yeah. And I know this isn't who you are. Mm-hmm. I know this isn't what you stand for. This isn't this isn't a healthy practice. For is that me. how that's treated? Or can you can you really speak logically and reasonably about it, or is it like what, what type of treatment really goes on to, uh, for someone in this in the situation? Because my my partner that lashed out on me, mm-hmm. he's been going through that for a couple of years, and he goes in and out of it, and he's been to mental, you know. And that's the thing; it takes time. Like okay. it's not a one and done. It's and not. I think, it's and not. I think that's kind of like people are like, oh, he this, already Kanye already went to uh, right, right. It's not a one and done. Okay. Yeah, it's not a one and done. It is a process, and of course, like when I'm talking about approach and all that, it's it takes time yeah. to like to like really. One of the other things I believe in is that people don't care what you know till they know that you care, and mm-hmm. the one way that we show that we care is to continuously show up, continuously like we don't just be like, oh, he 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 messed up. I'm done with him, right? You keep leaning in. See, we got this gotta, cancel culture, right? We can't do that. Where it's like Kanye's done, don't blah blah blah. Right, right. We can't. And I'm just like, man, like. Because Honestly it, and sincerely. It, it, it reiterates the negative thinking in their mind about exactly. everyone else. Right. Like, oh, they ain't feeling me. Like, yeah. No, we feeling you, but we're not feeling what you saying. Right. And we're not feeling the moment in the space that you're trying to take us into with you. Right. We're trying to get you to get out. We're trying to get you to come back to the, come back to the table. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just think we have to like we we've got to get a better conversation around mental health. Yeah. Point blank. And the period. Yeah. Got to do it. And we've got to also take care of our own personal mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And that means we can't be afraid to take the mask off, mm-hmm. right? And be like, you know what? It's hard working with white people. Or it's hard being a single dad. Or it's hard being in a marriage with six kids. Whatever it is, we got to be able, we have to find a place, a, a place 
to say that kind of stuff. And if then you, have a community that doesn't demean us and dismiss us because we're being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Because we have so for so long said, nope, keep that to yourself. Nope, uh, we'll go on in the house, stay in the house. Well, that's what's killing people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we expose folks, but we create a pathway for folks to come out. Yeah, I mean, it, and I was on Facebook, you know, I got a little threads going. And um, somebody was like, so... Like, are we going to talk about, like, how we're going to hold him accountable? Because we need to hold him accountable for his actions because he's... Bo- and, and where I was coming from was kind of where we're at like, right now. It's like, I don't... The only way we can hold him accountable is, like, not to support his music. If you really feel like he's... You know what I mean? Like, don't yeah. don't buy his shoes. Don't buy his clothes. Right. Don't listen to his music. Right. You know? Because we have to touch into the places that actually mean something to them. Yeah. I call them access points. Okay. Right? So, he drop an album and don't nobody buy it. We got one of two options. He gonna flip completely out and be mm-hmm. like, they not feeling me, da 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 da, and go the wrong way, or it's gonna be enough of a trigger to be like, whoa, something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. And it may take several albums mm-hmm. before he stopped doing the flip out to being like, wait a minute, something's not right here because I drop an album, it's supposed to be a hit. Like, mm-hmm. and I know these are bangers on here, right? It's gonna, there's just this cognitive dissonance where mm-hmm. there's a disconnect between the real and what's and what's really happening, right? Yeah, and yeah. so I just think that. We've got to, and across the board, we've got to begin to speak with our dollars. Mm-hmm. When we can't, when our words and our, our actions, our, our Twitter actions, aren't getting us to the place that we need, we do need them dollars to shake our things Twitter up. actions. We got to get, we got to get them dollars to, to to speak as well. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. But then one one thing I said to her, I was like, even if he doesn't have us, it's a global market, bro. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He could- but globally, ain't nobody feeling Trump. So, you know. But globally around the world, people that's not experiencing uh, facts, you know, they're Trump not, and they're not immediately impacted by him. Like right, right. we are mm-hmm. the 13 percent of the population, mm-hmm. at least the black. And then there's also the Hispanic, whatever. But, you know, he can go to uh, all the way around the world and still sell out and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's going to be it's going to be more than just us withdrawing from him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's why we have to have a, a communal and a global perspective on how we address these issues. Yeah. Which back to that one to five, right? Yeah. I don't need them fives. I don't need the whole world. I mm-hmm. just need most of it. Yeah. I get most of it rocking with me and on this position and on this point, mm-hmm. then we can shift and we can move the pendulum. We can move the needle closer to where we need it to be. Uh, but as long as we continue to operate in these fragmented uh, modalities, like, oh, this is only a black issue or only this is a woman's issue or only this is an LGBTQ issue and keep functioning that way and not saying that this is a whole person, whole community, whole society issue, mm-hmm. then we're not going to really be able to achieve the type of change that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so therefore, we cannot just be like, oh, this is just this week's Twitter Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, this is just this album's issue or this is just this moment's issue. We got to like really pull uh, Kanye up on, on, a, on, a, on a on a list of stuff being like, bro, these are some of the things you've been doing that like are communicating to us that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is impacting this group. This is impacting this group. This is impacting this group. You're impacting a large group of folks with this type of recklessness. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I mean, somebody close to him reached out to him and he flat out rejected him, man. So that's why I'm just I'm I'm scared yeah. to see. It just it takes time. It takes time and yeah. intentionality. Yeah. And and that's not something that uh, one we are often trained or interested in doing because mm-hmm. who wants to get cussed out all the time who wants to have your uh, text messages posted online like ain't nobody here for that right ain't nobody here for that but yeah. you know it just really is going to take a lot of love and intentionality and folks like not 
not supporting it. Man, Kanye is dangerous. I'm, I was thinking about uh, when you said who wants to get that stuff posted online, when that the whole Taylor Swift stuff, where he reported right. the conversation, <laughs> and then he put it out after the, you know what I mean? It's just like, dang, like the plot. So we could be wrong. Let's not let's not get on fair here and enough, just be enough. like like once once I, what I said before we started talking. We're not doctors, nope. So we could be wrong. We this could be a hundred percent marketing tactics. Very true. And if Kanye switched up his tune and was like, "Man, I was just playing, y'all. Y'all know me, blah blah blah." Everybody would take him back. Right, but it's also that's still very dangerous and unhealthy. And it is very dangerous. It's like because because here's the thing: like the because moment you legitimize harm. Mm-hmm. You can't take you can't take you that can't back. Take it back. You can't take that back. Because what? Because you say Trump people, is cool. Yeah, then I mean, Trump is gonna run with that. He's gonna run with it forever, forever. forever. And forever. then the people who were on the the those the, tweets, the, last the folks forever. that were on the um the folks that were on the line, and it was like, well, what's really going on? What's really going on? You Kanye has helped bring more folks into the fold for Trump, right? He's helped prop him up even more. What happened was. All the black people that was conservative that didn't <laughs> say nothing when Kanye said it, then you seen them right. on Twitter co-signing because it and, legitimizes it, and, and then, that's the thing. And just it was like, one "Whoa, piece. you, you know what I mean?" And I'm not too much of a political side, whatever. I think I'm registered as Democrat, but I don't. I could care less. Right, right. But uh, I'm just like, are you for the people? Or are you not? That's bottom line. Bottom line: Are you for the people or not? You know, are you Wakanda or whatever? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, what and it's got to be, it's got to be, and that's the thing, and that's why I just want to drop in here, right? Just because we're registered Democrat, don't mean we always got to vote Democrat. We need to vote issues. We need to right. vote things that are relevant to our community and to our future and our well-being. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not, I mean, a Democrat Republican is, it's a still the same coin, right? Right. Yeah. It's different sides of the same coin, and at different points in history, they ain't always been for us. And so, yeah, white supremacy is white supremacy. We got to be about us, yeah. and we got to be about the issues that are important to us. Right. And I'll take a Republican who's fighting for the same issues that I'm fighting for versus a Democrat just because I got a D on my um, <laughs> on my voter registration. And it's got to be about the issues that matter. And, and I'm not like I said, I'm not whatever I could care. But if I'm not mistaken, uh, MLK was Republican, right? Uh, that I don't know, but you have to understand. I, like, there's been a history with, you know, with the when I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But there's, there, you know, there was a time when the Republicans was right a long time ago. Yeah. But there was a time when the Republicans was the right ones and Democrats were the wrong ones. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's just it's a game. It's and that's you you hit it. It's, it's a, a game. game. It's a game. And we are sucked into playing it. We got to get out of that, bro. right? We but get it's out too of that. dangerous for us not. So let me be clear. That don't mean we don't get to not vote. But we get. No, I'm not saying we don't vote but we have to we gotta stop falling for the okie doke every time Absolutely. we can't let um hillary clinton go on the breakfast club and say i always keep hot sauce in my purse come on and be like ah hillary is cool bro like no mm-hmm. no right no so she got hot sauce in her purse and uh and and bill he played a, he plays the saxophone yeah. i'm sorry them is not black passes no more but you know what we gave them we gave white we supremacy gave, all the passes all of them everybody on comic view every week Man, the first black president is Bill Clinton. Y'all know that nigga black. He yeah. playing saxophone. He getting head and whatever. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? No, it's those like, are, no. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not here for that. Yeah. But anyways, let us transition into Jermaine Cole, man. And real quickly before we do that, oh, back ahead, on this thing ahead. right here, I want to say yeah. that's why uh, we as uh, black folks specifically, because huh. I know more than black people listen, but us huh. as black folks, please check out uh, the blackfutureslab.org. Word. Take the black census. I need to do that. Uh, 
so uh, Alicia Garza, who uh, was one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, uh, she started a, a project, the Black Futures Lab, and they're doing a 200,000 person census, uh, African-American census, because uh, we don't really have any data around really what our political stance is. Mm. Right, we got D's on our on our uh, registration because that's what our mama had, our daddy had, or so and so had, right. and we just and because that's what looks like our party. But we really need to have a better understanding about the political landscape around Black thought, Black bodies, Black feeling, and we're not going to get there without your support. So please check out the Black Futures Lab and take the Black Census. Mm, do that, handle that. I need to do it too. I mean, you, you sent that to me. Yeah. Sprinter sent it to me. Like, all right, let me let me get on this. <laughs> let me get on this. All right. So J Cole dropped the album yes. last week. Kod. Um, we're gonna talk specifically about the song Brackets, man. But before we get into that, man, how do you feel about the album? I'm loving the album. Yeah. Like, yeah. It stay on my Spotify on my screen. Right. All day, all night. Yeah. Um, Motivate ATM goes hard. Photograph Motivate. because I got a little ratchet Photograph to me. Like, yeah. but this brackets like it really hit, and I was like, it was and it was social commentary in there. It was, you know, and it like was. I I like country music. I mean, I like all music, but you I love like music. I love country music. You I love gospel Rackle music. Flats, huh? Yep, I okay. love all that. Um, and I wasn't like I've never been a like a real hip hop head. My boys are them and their mom are like super dope. Like all about it, mm-hmm. and uh. Uh, there was a hip hop uh, workshop happening out at Warner Pacific, mm. and so I took my boys right and uh, thinking, cool, we're gonna we're gonna listen to hip hop in an academic space, and then they'll understand where I'm coming from, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> so first of all, my younger son he schooled the uh, the speaker. I was like, say, who who put this on? Uh, Warner Pacific, uh, Damon Glenn. Damon Glenn had put it on. Damon, the t- the professor. Yeah. Black dude? Yeah. Ballhead dude? Yeah. Okay. He was vice president of um, student life at the time. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, so my boys are just like really, really into music and like they break stuff down and I'm like, I'm never breaking it down to that degree. Can I just rock out to it? Like, yeah. I just want to groove. Yeah. Uh, but I was listening to it in a, in a brand new way and hearing so much more of the social commentary in all of our music. Mm-hmm. Right? We not listen. We don't, we not, folks ain't just making music for us to just rock to in the club, you know, or groove groove to at the house but mm-hmm. like there's some serious messaging that is going on in our music oh yeah and it just really takes us to have like to like really be intentional around hearing those messages mm-hmm. right because these lyrics is dope um but there's so much education in it as well mm-hmm. and i think that was what was like really just jumped out at me around this particular song mm-hmm. especially for the moment that we're in word so I'll let you go first, man. What what part of I know like the, we both want to touch on the second verse because that's yes. the one that was just like yes. heavy. It was heavy. Oh my goodness, that um, was like so you're talking about paying taxes. Of course, he's in that upper bracket, right? So he's getting taxed probably with I don't know thirty eight, forty percent, whatever you get taxed if you're making a million dollars. Yeah, he's he's up there. He's up there. And so like I mean, man. So when you when you when you edit this, you gotta. Um, Grab the second verse and drop it in here. Like, yeah. drop it in right here. Drop it in at the beginning. Drop it in. Just make sure it's in there. Word, word. But like it says, yeah, I pay taxes. So much taxes. Shit don't make sense. Yeah. Where do my dollars go? You see, lately, I ain't been convinced. I guess they say my dollars supposed to build roads and schools, but my niggas barely graduate. They ain't got the tools. Mm. 
maybe because the tax dollars that I make, sh make maybe because the tax dollars that I make, sure I send, got spent hiring some teachers that don't look like them, and the curriculum be tricking them. Them dollars I spend got us learning about the heroes with the whitest skin. Mm. Like that's just like uh, okay. So let's that's let's, right there. Like so that let's, right let's, there. Let's, let's unpack that. So where my dollars where where my dollars going? Right. I ain't been convinced that they're you know talking about building roads and schools. Right. And, and I don't think any of us know where our taxes go. So my when I first heard this, mm -hmm. I got a little. I was a little disturbed to be honest. Okay. Okay. A little disturbed. Um, but I'm I'm still trying to learn like how taxes work mm -hmm. and writing off taxes. Okay, got it. Given to nonprofit organizations, things of that nature. So I'm, but but I'm thinking like it's almost to me what I was thinking like it's it's kind of dangerous to uh to put out an approach where we are totally helpless. Mm. As far as when it comes to our tax dollars, especially someone that is in the position of being uh, uh, a business owner, uh, independent contractor, what basically what he is, because right, he's going right. different clubs, different shows, arenas, whatever, mm -hmm, doing tours, mm -hmm. and he's getting he's getting a lump sum of a check. Now his accountant has to pay his taxes on the back end. Right. It's so not like me and you. We have zero control. Right. Like our, our taxes are getting taken out of our snatch right there. Full snatch. You know what I mean? And so it's it's a wrap. Mm -hmm. But for him, he has to pay it on the back end. Mm -hmm. Um. So he has a little bit more control of it. But I'm thinking. At first, I was like, you know what? Can't you write off? Like, if you give to nonprofit organizations, you can write off on your federal taxes. You know what I mean? But but what it, what it does is it, it just. And I'll talk to my daddy more well versed on that. Mm -hmm. It reduces your tax liability. Liability, but it don't mean that you ain't gonna pay taxes. Right, because they gonna get their money up front. Right, and you might get a return on the back end. Yeah, well, it's, if, well, for him, it's not about getting a return. It's about how much taxes is he gonna actually pay mm -hmm. on his on the money that he made. You know what gotcha, I mean? Gotcha. And so, um, so that's for him, not for us. Right, right. So I'm thinking for him, he, he's in a privileged position to be able to get that money up front potentially invest it or do whatever before tax season even come. You know, so he has right. a lot more freedom. He's got some advantages of being able to shelter. To shelter his money. His money. And so I'm thinking, bro, you, I'm like, bro, you are in a position, you are in a prime position mm -hmm. to do great things and shelter your money way more than the average joke. So I'm like, to me, he's like, Stoking a fire of us, like yeah, man, where my taxes going? Mm, but like, bro, honestly, you, bro, you. you in a position that a lot of people, a lot of white people in your position that that know, or just people that have had wealth for you know a few years, like they know. All right, this is how you protect your money. Right. This is how you don't pay taxes. This is how I was like, and so for him to be in that position and not take the steps or measures, and mm -hmm. I don't know what steps or measures he is taking. Right, right. right. Because to me, it's like either he's He's just feeding into the narrative, and he knows mm -hmm. that we would resonate with that. Or he hasn't even taken the time himself to take those steps and measures. So what? Okay, so what I got is you. It? You know, you know I got I mean? you. So, but here's the thing, right? Let's yeah. run all the way back to Wesley Snipes. He thought he was sheltering his money too. Is that what happened with Wesley? <laughs> you know, he was trying to get around not having to pay them taxes. Like, okay. you know, trying to. Do, he, here's the thing. What, what was he doing? He was trying to do what white folks do. Okay. Hide their money, shelter their money, figure out a way to protect. Right, their their wealth without right losing forty percent of it. Right, yeah. and so I mean, 
So when you have that an example, right? And then he did time for that. Like mm-hmm. really, in his career, took a hit for that, right? Ain't nobody trying to follow that. Mm-hmm. You know, the government's real smooth at making examples out of us. Mm-hmm. So that's that piece. Also, um, J. Cole may be sheltering his money. He may be doing all those things. But because of the bracket that he's in, he still is breaking off a serious chunk. And it's concerning that if, wait a minute, I'm still breaking off a chunk, Where, where why are my people not doing better? Where are these services? Right? And I think, so there's that piece. Mm-hmm. Um and then there could be just that he's not versed and he don't have the folks around him to tell him, hey, put that money in an annuity. Put that money into a foundation. Put that start money a, into, you know what I mean? Start a nonprofit. Start a business. You right, start right. a business, that's a quote-unquote So we don't know those loss. things. Right, right. So you don't pay taxes on the law. You right. know what I mean? So and we, don't, and we also don't know what special circumstances are attached to performers and entertainers. Right. 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 And so there may be things that are put in place that prevent him from being able to access those um, those privileges mm-hmm. because the system's rigged that way. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot out there. Um, but you do bring up a good point. Maybe he's just speaking to these people. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But then but that's what you're supposed to do to be a good speaker, to be a good entertainer. You got to speak to your audience. Right. But he, he illuminates an important issue. He's like, what? And here's the thing, whether it's his dollars or my dollars, they're going to schools, they're going to roads. And like I said, this, I think I said this when I like our original conversation, when you were talking about so taxes, not going to schools and roads. Right. But if they are right mm-hmm. for the number of dollars that are going comparatively, right? Mm-hmm. Like comparatively, our schools are not our, our schools are underfunded. Right. Mm -hmm. We can drive around the city of Portland and see our roads are underfunded, underfunded. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's concerning because um, it makes you question, well, where's my money going? Mm -hmm. Well, in the state of Oregon, it's predominantly going to prisons. Oh, yeah. It's going to law enforcement. Right. It's going to law enforcement Mm -hmm. under the guise of what is called public safety. Mm -hmm. Right. But that's Mm -hmm. also but within that is a sliver for victim services and a sliver for fire and there's a sliver for healthcare. There's a sliver for programs and then there's a huge chunk for prisons. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's. I mean, it, he's just illuminating the fact that we're doing, we're paying these taxes mm-hmm. that are supposed to be providing services, mm-hmm. and we're still having a disservice outcome on the other end. Or you know, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, like. Schools is hiring folks that don't look like the people uh, that uh, got spent hiring some teachers that don't look like them Mm -hmm. and the curriculum be tricking them, Mm -hmm. you know, them dollars I spend. And like, but my niggas barely graduate. And that's a huge thing. Like for all of the millionaires out there, entertainers Mm -hmm. across the world Mm -hmm. that are contributing to educational programs, building schools and all that kind of stuff, our numbers our graduation and matriculation rates and all that kind of stuff, we still come across at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not really about these dollars. It's about a system that's in place. And so he's like, and he, and then he's and he goes on and he talks about that. He's like, one thing about the men that's controlling the pen, he goes, uh, they write history. They always seem to white out their sins. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll never see a black man in the White House again. I'll write a check to the IRS. My pockets get slim. Damn, do I even have a say about where it's going? Some older nigga told me to start voting. I Which said, is true. Right, we gotta vote. <laughs> you gotta, gotta do vote, because that. that helps. I said, democracy is too fucking slow. If I'm giving y'all this hard-earned bread, I want to know. Mm-hmm. Better yet, let me decide, bitch. It's 2018. Let me pick the things I'm funding from an app on my screen. Better, better than 
better than letting some whack congressman I've never seen, right? Okay, wait. So right there, we've got these folks who are disconnected from our issues making judgment calls on what our communities need. That's how come dollars end up in military spending. I mean, Air Force One, they just put out $4 billion to get some new planes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Trump spending millions of dollars on security, mm-hmm. right? A day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all taxpayer dollars. But we can't get books. We can't get teachers of color. We can't get music or art or or sports back into the schools. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that um, those the folks that we do have in Congress, uh, they're so far because of their own privilege and wealth. They're so far removed from the everyday person's experience that this stuff doesn't make sense to them. And as someone who is operating from a place of privilege and wealth, such mm-hmm. as J. Cole is, mm-hmm. um, he's he's somewhat speaking to that because he's afflicted. He's afflicted by it as well. Why he does have more privilege and more wealth, he's still wondering where his dollars are going because he's not seeing the type of change for his change. I feel it. I feel it to a certain extent. Um, I think so. There's there's a lot of things at work. What he's touching on. Mm-hmm. Which is basically white supremacy. We give our money to a country, mm-hmm. to a system mm-hmm. that is hell bent on keeping us down, which is hell bent on injustice. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, we are in the system of white supremacy. We are always going to get a raw deal because it was designed like that. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, you know absolutely, what I mean. So, absolutely. so and so. I mean, the system, this, the game is rigged against. The, the, the game is it's rigged, but it's and rigged so, against anyone who does not have wealth and privilege. But more so. But even even to the man that has wealth and privilege, he still feels. That's what I'm saying, and more so to those folks who are not of the dominant culture, who are not white, folks who do not identify as white, right? Because right? even poor white folks, they, you know, they still have a level of privilege that even... They, they, they do. You know? And yeah. so, so yeah, so it's just a system. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a horrible it's system, system propped up to set, provide certain advantages for a certain group of people, mm-hmm. um, and we're constantly fighting against it. But also, I, I think that that part where, where he said, you know, I should be able to Determine where my money is going yes. from my app on my screen. Yes, I love that though. Ooh, that's dangerous. Ooh. I don't think so. I don't think so. Look, unfortunately, mm-hmm. black people in America are not as responsible as we should be. Let's just keep it okay. all the way 1,000. Physically, respons- physically literate enough to be as fiscally responsible as we need be. Yes, all those words. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. It means that we don't we don't understand we don't understand wealth management exactly in a way that is responsive enough to help us prop our own selves up to, to create be, systems to help mm-hmm. us out long term. Like, long term. So that the what was to the, develop the, what what was the money that you said that you helped develop for? Was it was it the prisons? Or oh the yeah. So House Bill thirty one ninety four back Boom. in. Uh, 2013 testified before the state legislature Mm -hmm. uh, and what that has done has created what is called justice reinvestment okay Um, and so what that means is as each county reduces its reliance on prisons Mm -hmm. and prison bed space Mm -hmm. whatever money that is not being spent on that prison bed goes back into the county 
right? Mm-hmm. So like where was Monoma County, before? where it was it was going to the prison? Just straight to the prison. Straight to the prison. And they were just keeping money. They were just keeping the money okay. because they had to house folks. Mm-hmm. But if the prison isn't housing folks, those dollars get to go back into the county mm-hmm. uh, to fund um, programs, recidivism programs, reentry programs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, domestic violence mm-hmm. uh, services, victim services. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so like Monoma County this year is like getting like five, a little over five million. Um, domestic violence programs getting like two million. You know, and this has been happening. Uh, that was the 2013 cycle, uh, House Bill 3194. So this has been actively happening. I think this is our third year of actually seeing dollars coming back. Mm-hmm. So it's around like 56, 60 million dollars going back into the counties yeah. um, all across Oregon. Yeah. Right. And, and and that is amazing. That's great that 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 you were able to help pass that bill and it's being implemented. Yes. And that money is going where it's supposed to go. So when I when I say black people aren't responsible enough, like we were saying, we, we haven't had access to wealth. Correct. We don't know what it is to be self-sustaining. So until like we we got a lot of work to do and and. You know, white supremacy is white supremacy, and it's gonna be here. Absolutely, and we are, we have to fight against it all the time. But we also have to be more responsible, and we have to invest in each other. Absolutely, we already our money does not circulate in the black community. It's certain what what is it two hours? Yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> like in the, in the it Hispanic, don't live long. It don't in, live in long. His, we like we get our money and we give it back to white people. Mm-hmm. Like that, we so, put it back into so a why, system so, that doesn't support so, us. With Jayco, I know this isn't going to happen, but like, let's say this did happen, mm-hmm. and all of us, when we paid our taxes, we put it to where we want to go. Mm-hmm. We don't even put our after we get raped by the government, <laughs> we give our money back to white people. Okay, we give it back to white supremacists. We give it back to all these corporations. We give it back to them. We don't. We don't retain it. We don't retain it. We don't. So if we don't, if we already do that with whatever we get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get back from our our check, right? Why would we do it before we? You know what I mean? Well, I, for me, what it is, it's a it's a preference thing, right? It's not saying, oh, you're gonna take 150 dollars out of my check. I want you to put seven dollars here, twenty dollars here, that kind of stuff. I want to be able to um, be like, I don't want my money spent on military spending, right? Or I don't want my money spent on 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 on. Uh, um, just some of the other things that may not sit well with me, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want my money going to any more investment in coal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that some of my money doesn't go there, but they get a better picture of where they should be investing. It's like, a, for me, it's a preferential thing. Being able to say, you know what? I really want to see more of my tax dollar in schools, mm-hmm. right? It's like, so where's, where, where would you like for your monies to go? Schools, healthcare, education. I mean, not education, because um, that's schools. <laughs> schools, healthcare, and microloans for um, small businesses, minority, mm-hmm. minority on small, small businesses, something yeah. like that. You know, I want to be able to help direct those dollars mm-hmm. instead of just completely releasing them into a system that's not serving me, right? Because the thing is, is so here's, I want to like segue just this little bit. So there's a misconception that undocumented folks um, are here and they're a drain on the system. Well, they actually pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And even though they pay taxes and those this, those taxes go for roads, police, fire, um, health care, um, schools, uh, they help fund FAFSA and all those type of things. Mm-hmm. Those folks don't have access to that. Mm-hmm. An undocumented person couldn't go and get 
go get health care from the state like that. Mm-hmm. There are some programs where some can, so I'll, like I know that there's been some changes, mm-hmm. right? And they can't go, they can't apply for FAFSA. Yeah. But every every two weeks, those tax dollars are coming out. Those mm-hmm. are that's free money that the government is getting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I just think that um, we have to be more equitable. When I say we, I'm talking about our government it needs to be more equitable in how it's dispersing these dollars back into the communities that um, need it and where those dollars are coming from. Like I had suggested last uh, last year that um, when Trump was talking crazy as usual, mm-hmm. that Oregon, where we do honor and recognize the, the residency mm-hmm. of our undocumented folks, that we withhold all of their tax dollars from the federal government. If the federal government is attacking our residents, our citizens, the citizens of Oregon, Mm -hmm. it is our governor's duty to protect the folks of Oregon. Hmm. So it is incumbent upon her to withhold our, um, the undocumented folks. If if the federal government doesn't want to recognize them, well then you don't get to recognize their dollars. Could you imagine if we held on to the dollars in our state from the folks who are undocumented and put those back into systems that serve um, all of us, but predominantly their communities, right? Mm -hmm. Making sure that there was legal services for them for when ICE decides to invade our state, right? Making Mm -hmm. sure that there was access to educational resources and health care and food. Like, they're going to get food stamps, Mm -hmm. you know? But yet they're still paying taxes. And I think that's just an example of the lack of control that we have over our tax dollars. You know, mm-hmm. because those same tax dollars are paying the ICE agents that are coming in and deporting them. It's paying to keep open private prisons and detention centers. Mm-hmm. Right. So we just want to be more um, have more control over our dollars. And that does require more fiscal responsibility on our end, mm-hmm. because if we were more fiscally responsible, even with the few dollars that we do have in the great, not at the same level as J. Cole, there are tax shelters that we can use right Mm. we can make our deductions some of our deductions um pre-tax deductions like find those pre-tax deductions right like child care and stuff right Mm -hmm. you know so there's so there's things that uh, even with our our non-comparable income to j J. cole Mm -hmm. uh that we could be doing as well so i hear you like we've got to become more fiscally literate yes and responsible first how do we do that yeah like we have to like we can't we can't no longer. We can't let a song like this come around and make us feel good. Yeah, J Cole. Yeah, bro. Like I feel that, bro. Like they taking our money and blah blah blah. But we can't because it motivates us to be one more thoughtful about who we put in Congress, right? It it, it motivates us to pay attention to. No, it doesn't. He said democracy is too slow. It, yeah, he's saying that it's. I mean, but it also says that he spoke. No, that's his. That's his retort to someone telling him to vote, right? Exactly. So but I'm that's in the conversation. Voting in the, is in there. Democracy is in there. And yeah, it's slow. It's in the conversation, but it's, but it's slow like, because of the amount of change he happens to give up, right? He's speaking out of his dollar pockets, right? Right. right. So I, I feel him. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we've got to become the decision makers, mm-hmm. which means we've got to start with being on local boards, being running for city council, running for county commissioner, being on school boards, moving up. And into- that's where it's at. So because what we have to be in those positions to be able to direct and allocate that money. Absolutely. Um, with uh, with all the people I've been talking to for all the, you know. Yeah, I've been watching. I've been watching. Bruh. So, you know, Joanne, uh, Sharon Maxwell, uh, Maria Garcia, like these people that are with the people, like they are for the community for real. Yes. Like the money has always been there, mm-hmm. but, and then it gets dispersed for these programs to mm-hmm. help 
us. Mm-hmm. But the programs is a whole bunch of fluff. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to the people that are running the program. <laughs> yeah. And the people that are supposed to get the resources run the program uh, don't get anything uh, out of it. You know what I mean? And so the money is always there. Mm-hmm. But, the, the, but the hands that it goes into, that's what it comes down to. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And so it takes people that are in power to be like, all right, you are not getting this money. Mm-hmm. Cause you saying that you get you running these seminars and these workshops for low income people to get housing, blah blah blah. But like they're just sitting there and they don't understand a word that you're saying. Right, and you just check the box because and you twenty check people showed up and you get that contract and you get that money, but mm-hmm. nobody really benefited from that. Right, and so and that that's where it's like. I want to destroy white supremacy just like everybody I can, else. I can tell. I but, that's what we. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like there. But we. At the same time, mm-hmm. we have got to do better in our community with uh, each other, absolutely. with each other. And that's a hard educating place for folks. Educating each other. Right? Because when you say that, then folks are like, you can't come down on us. And no, actually, we got to. not coming down. We're I'm not. Just saying, we I have wanna, to hold ourselves accountable. I if want, we want to hold wanna, other people accountable for how they treat us, mm-hmm. we've got to be held, hold ourselves well, no, I'm, accountable. I'm going to hold them accountable. But it's equal. Not equal in the treatment, mm-hmm. but listen, if I'm going to hold someone else accountable, I've got to demonstrate some personal accountability as well as well, a model. Well, actually, no. As and a model. Honestly, with well, the way I see it, if you're a victim of white supremacy, you're a victim of white supremacy. Absolutely. You There's no every infant, right there's no, to hold them, their absolutely. feet to the fire for, you know. Absolutely. To, but you also have to hold yourself accountable to be fiscally responsible, yeah. to vote, to be involved, to do those things, yeah. to talk about the issues that are in your community that yeah. are actually hindering you. Mm-hmm. You don't get the, you don't get to, you don't get to um, Super Bowl Sunday the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't get yeah. to sit back and just watch it and enjoy the halftime and the commercials. Exactly. You've got to be in the game. In it. And that's all I'm saying. It's like, you don't get to be just like, oh, look at what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Yes, mm-hmm. look at what they're doing. But also, what are you actively doing to put you in a better position? So that way, when we remove them, mm-hmm. you're prepared and equipped to be in that position of leadership as well, where it's healthy for all of us. Exactly. Because getting rid of something and not having something to put in its place mm-hmm. is extremely dangerous. And so, yeah. And that's and so the way I'm looking at it is like almost like. There's two sides. There's white supremacy and there's a black community. I'm turning that white supremacy. I'm like, hey, I see what you're doing and I'm not going for it. And I'm turning to the black community like, hey, look, this is what we need to do. Yeah, you got to do it both. You know what I mean? You got to have both. Like, look, I'm fighting this, but we need to do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. we got to put our money together. We got to shop from each other. We got to buy from each other. We got to support each other. We got to put our money in our schools. It's all about strategy. Right, you yeah. have your you have your external and your internal strategy. Word, you word. know, and and I think I, I just don't think that I don't think we've been exposed to to strategic thinking, critical thinking, critical analysis, and that capacity, mm-hmm. recognizing that you can have both. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's either take down this, take down that, take down that, but mm-hmm. but what are you building in its place? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or you're so focused on. Building, 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 building that you're not recognizing that you have to create space for whatever you build to exist in. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to move beyond beyond just a single lens and in, in whatever the movement that you choose to be a part of. Mm-hmm. It has to have a, a, a multidimensional. It has to have an inclusive um, uh, and an accountable Mm-hmm. accountability uh, process that holds whoever's harming you accountable but also holds yourself accountable to moving into a better place as well right exactly yeah because you can't just stay at home and be like 
I'm so sick. I just want to get well, but the doctor won't do nothing. Have you been to the doctor? <laughs> Did you take the medicine the doctor gave you? Listen, Before you start taking medicine, are you eating fruits and vegetables? And I was about saying, are you doing the things on your own to get well? Like, did you try anything? Because pills ain't really gonna help you. Because like Burger regular. King is not like the that's not that's that's not your that's not your go to. Right, they can't be right? right. So yeah, so it's just like it's just it requires us to. It requires us to step up. Yeah. And, and that's just, an okay thing to say and do. Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. I just I just don't want people to hear this song and uh and just just have that apathy set in like, yeah, man, like democracy is too slow, bro. Like, no, man, we need to dominate everything. All Absolutely. areas of activity. Absolutely. We need to dominate education. We need to dominate in economics, we need we to dominate right. in law, in labor, and like we need to, we need to dominate in everything. So everything is important to me. Everything is important, right? Even it may seem like oh, it's just a song about taxes. Look, man, it's important, bro. Economic empowerment, right. of our people, right, is highly important. Absolutely, just as just as it is for Anybody entertainment. Else? You know what I mean? <laughs> like any other area, like mm-hmm. everything, bro. So mm-hmm. and so, I just I appreciate that. You know, he's talking about. Talk, for, like I posted, he's talking about wealth management mm-hmm. and an equitable distribution of our government's resources. Mm-hmm. You know, and and like he goes on in this uh, this particular verse is just like so so powerful and so full of stuff. He's like better that than letting whack congressmen I've never seen dictate where my money goes straight into the palms of some money hungry company that makes guns that circulate the country and then wind up in my hood making bloody clothes stray bullet hit a young boy with a snotty nose from mm-hmm. the concrete he was probably rose now his body froze and nobody knows what to tell his mother he did good at the white man's school unlike his brother who was lost in the streets all day not using rubbers so right now he got two on the way still sleep on covers in his mama's house she can't take this shit no more she won't him out on the morning of the funeral just as she's walking out wiping tears away grabbing her keys and sunglasses she remember that she gotta file her taxes like so much is in there like mm-hmm. like our money when we release it back into the government, we really have no control over where it goes, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why the app is, this is why I like having the app is important because mm-hmm. we can keep it out of going into corporations such as private prison corporations or gun corporations mm-hmm. that is harming our communities. Mm-hmm. See, that's why we have to take back some of this control. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why this, I think this, this, this verse is just like, it is illuminating the challenges for us not having that level of financial responsibility, that fiscal literacy, mm-hmm. right? Because if we did control more of our dollars, if we did use them in a um, more responsible way, mm-hmm. then we could prevent um, some of this, right? And it's mm-hmm. all connected. And that's the thing. I think it's so important to recognize that because this is a system, it's all connected, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So my, my me paying my tax dollars has the potential to end up in and guns that end up back on the street, you know, and that's why I really appreciate Dicks um, here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, they're national, they're national actually, but they said so they're not selling no more guns. Oh, like you talking about the store? The store, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Dicks Sporting Goods. Dicks Sporting Goods. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. for the sake of clarity, guys. Yes, let's be clear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Dick's, <laughs> Dick's Sporting Good. Not Dick's in Seattle with the hamburgers, but Dick's Sporting Good Word. With that sells guns and stuff like that. And what they've done, begun to do is whenever there's a shooting, they check their database. Yeah. They immediately check their database because they're trying to be responsible because they understand that they're part of this system, mm. right? Yeah. But we all are part of this system. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've got to take that same level of accountability and responsibility around where our dollars are going. And that mm-hmm. means we have to communicate, constantly communicate with our vote, communicate by picking up the phone and calling our legislatures, and also running and being in these positions of leadership like so that way we can help dictate where those dollars go. Right. Um, and then we have to like really own when this type of violence happens in our community and recognize that it is not just a local issue mm-hmm. and really push and have the determination to take it all the way. Yeah. Like, so when we see the incident that happened in, with the Parkland students, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't just stay in Florida, right? That whole, that whole shooting incident has become a national dialogue piece. We've got students walking out, right? Students are rising up and saying, we're not going to take this anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, We've got to do the same thing around our dollars, mm. right? We've got to be able to say, you know what? We're not going to let you just spend our tax dollars any old kind of way. We want to dictate where those dollars are going. And so I, I value and I appreciate like some of the options that he's presenting. Are they realistic? No, they're not realistic. <laughs> but hopefully they get us thinking yes. as this dialogue is happening, right? Exactly. They exactly. get us thinking about what is really going on with our dollars. Where are our taxes going? Is anyone mm-hmm. even asking? Or do we just every two weeks... Let that money fly. And our, the, the local elections are coming up, Multnomah County, I think May the May 15th, May I think. 15th. Is it May 15th? I coming up in May. But it's voted as soon as possible. I just got my ballot like yesterday. I so. did too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we can actually affect immediate change. Immediate change. Yeah. And I'm just going to put it out there. You put Joanne Hardesty on the city <laughs> council, bro. Talk about immediate change. Like, she's changing conversations. She's changing. She's reallocating money. Like, she... She come on, man. Yeah, like, Joanne has been a fierce, um, fierce leader in our in our state for a while. Yes, you know, and so I, I appreciate her leadership um, and and all that she's doing. Uh, I think it's she is a great candidate and a great um, great conversation piece. Yeah, for what change is possible mm-hmm. in uh, in in city government. Yeah, for you sure. Know? And so, yeah, absolutely. Get your ballot. And it's important that you don't just ballot. You don't just vote for the president. You got to vote for the local stuff. Local, because that affects you every day. The president every stuff day. is like, eh, that's so far from you. It's so You don't have no control of that. But like the everyday, you'll see what's going on in your city. Even your what's school What's happening board. in your schools. Like, man, that kind you got to be involved. It's in important. You have to. And so you use your vote as your voice to create the change that you want for yourself and your community. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So check out the previous podcast with, uh, I saw you did the forum, so I'm a plug for you. Word, right? word. He did the forum. The he also, uh, I saw you went live with uh, Joanne. Joanne, yep. And yep. I saw with Maria. Maria Garcia. Garcia. Yeah, yeah. yeah Just so, talked to her yeah, a couple weeks ago. So if you ago. don't know who these people are. Your boy Emmanuel is like checking them out for you and making them accessible for you. So check out Socks and Sandals. Check, check uh, me out. Check it out. You here, so you might as well scroll on through all them episodes because they good. And, and and these people, like you can hear them because you go to the forum, you hear them, you give a question, their answer is like two to three minutes. You don't know what they're about. Right. So you can hear about who they are, what they're really about, and what they're trying to do for the city. So um, very informative for, for them. So um, any last words, bro? 
just, you know, we got to love on each other. Uh, we got to send out much love to Kanye. Uh, pray for Kanye. We got to pray for Kanye. Pray for uh, Kanye. But it's a great, because it is because it brings up the conversation around mental health, we got to take care of ourselves. Man. So if you are having a mental health crisis or you know someone who is, please, please reach out, get some help, talk to somebody. We have here locally the Avell Gordley Mental Health Center. Mm, sure uh, they're moving good. into the Garlington Center right on MLK. You know, you really? Just, yeah. You, okay. You got to. You gotta get help mm-hmm. um, and there's nothing wrong with getting help right uh, we all go through things that weigh on us differently and it's just it's getting someone to help carry those those burdens right it's like right. when you come from the grocery store and you're walking home and you got two big old bags of groceries <laughs> that are heavy mm-hmm. and then someone comes along and helps you carry one of those like there's a relief in that and that's kind of like what you know I, I that's what therapy is it's this guided help it's this shared this shared process where you don't have to carry all that by yourself anymore mm-hmm. and so what happens is your burdens are 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 lessened by that mm-hmm. but the beautiful part on the other end of that is then when you get home and they've helped you carry those groceries and you cook up an amazing meal mm-hmm. then you're sharing that with someone too so your burdens are lessened and mm-hmm. your joy is doubled mm-hmm. when you release and share what those things are that you're going through so please reach out get some help uh we all gotta love on each other and pay your taxes um but then also if you're gonna pay into the system make sure that you're aware of what that system's doing Mm -hmm. and become involved in changing it so that way it looks like you and it works for you and then when you're operating outside of the system make sure your your dollars right your discretionable what do they call it Discretion, discretionary income. Discretionary income is also backing the people and the community that you ascribe to be a part of. You and know be genuine I mean? with that. Don't just do it for the look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. Do it for real to uplift your people. So, the last time I had you on, bro, I didn't do the Fat Five with you. Okay. So I got to hit you with the Fat Five. Okay. Five questions that I ask every guest on the show. Okay. All right. Question number one. All right. It's it's not too hard. It's not. Too I hard. hope not. What artist or album made you fall in love with hip hop? Man, fall in love, man! Like you got me like. I know, I know, I, 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 I know, I know, I know you country. Music. I know you country. Okay, let's let's change it. <laughs> what artist or album made you fall in love with country music? Oh my goodness! Let me tell you. Let me tell you what made me fall in love with it. Um, like I love Reba McIntyre and Garth Brooks, uh, Tim McGraw and Faith, but I'm gonna tell you, I, I think it's really Reba. Reba really like threw it down with the lights when the uh, when the lights uh, the night that the lights went out in Georgia. I love that song. And then I listen. I went to nine Garth Brooks concerts. How? Uh, stood in line for Who let hours. You Oh, and I took my friends, too. The white people let you into the concert? Yeah, they let me into the oh, concert. I, I thought they were segregated. I didn't know that we No, were. no, no, no. I mean, oh. we were probably the only black people in there. <laughs> but yeah, I've been to I've been to Garth up and down the up and down between Oregon and Washington. Uh, I've seen Garth like nine times. Amazing showman, right? Yeah. Um, and I fell in love. Like, when you talk about falling in love, mm-hmm. it was this tour with Faith, um, Tim McGraw, and Faith. Faith Evans. Oh, Biggie, uh, baby? No, not Faith Evans. Oh, uh, uh, I can't think which, of which faith, faith you talking about. The white song. faith, Tim's wife, Tim McGraw. Oh, his wife. Oh, okay, then. Right, and they, they, uh, they were, they were just on tour together, and mm. they had this love song that they did. I can't think of it right now, and they had this amazing kiss at the end of it here in Portland, mm-hmm. and in that moment, you saw them fall in love. 
Mm. And they've had an amazing career of of in singles and and duets together mm-hmm. of this love relationship. And I love them to death. Mm. I love them to death. Anything that they do is amazing. See, I remember when I was watching the BET mm-hmm. and I seen Faith Evans, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Biggie Small. Oh yeah. And uh, what what song was that? Was it? I love it when you call me Big, Big Papa. Papa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's I love when, the man. I, I think that's when they fell Now, you know, because you know, you know, <laughs> just you know, I mean, you know, like I have Big Papa on my school bag. Yeah, hey. you know, so like, I mean, that would have really rocked it for me. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, even when oh, I hear it come on now, yeah. I rocks that. But yeah, that's classic. That's yeah, classic. you got to have that. But wait, what, so what turned you on the country, bro? Like, I, how, how did that I don't, I don't transaction know. come about, bro? I know that my sister loved it. Okay. I know she like had an interest in it first, but like I go hard when I go. Right. Mm-hmm. So and we've been, you know, she still she still listens to the country more than I do. But right now we're rocking out the Hamilton soundtrack. Like mm. if you have not heard the Hamilton soundtrack, I have it. That's like that's I need cool. To, I need to get on it. Yeah. Okay. You know, Hamilton he like took the story of uh well uh, Lynn Manuel took the story of Alexander Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. One of the founding fathers, um, and put it to a was he a good founding father or was he a supremacist founding father? He was a good founding father. Okay. Interestingly enough, he is a, a he's an immigrant bastard, basically, mm-hmm. you know, from uh, from the Caribbean. So, yeah. So he was he was white passing based off of this narrative that they share. But he it's was half black. Hey, it's a it's an amazing narrative. Listen to the really? soundtrack. Listen to the soundtrack, do your research. It's good. Wow. Um, but yeah, so no, my sister loved country and then, you know, I just like I worked at the Rose Garden and Reba came through. I by then I'd already loved Reba, but she mm. came through, did an amazing show. Tim McGraw did an amazing show. Mm. Um and I just had the opportunity to like see some amazing performance work and I love the song. I love what I love about country music is the narrative and the story in it, mm. right? Our music has narrative and story too, um, which is beautiful and, and, and I, I love that, but just the storytelling mm. of uh country music is something that I really love. I might have to tap into some country, man. You know okay. I mean? So, uh, um, who should I check out right now? Who's hot in these country? Shows? As I just said, my sister listening to it more than me, and I'm yeah. listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. And right now, the only thing on my screens is this J Cole album. So like, right. But like, sometimes I just throw on my Pandora and put on Garth Brooks radio, right? And just let that throw rock. On Pandora, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's smart. And just put on Garth Brooks radio. And I'm is Leanne Rhymes still hot in the streets, or she? No, I don't. So, I don't. I don't think she is. Hot. Kelly Clarkson, she country. Yep, Kelly Clark- Clarkson, she's country. I okay. actually uh, I used. Might. I uh, preached a sermon two weeks ago. Um, Jesus takes the, Jesus take the wheel. Okay. Based off of her song and like wow, yeah, it's powerful. But anyway, yeah. So there, I mean, there's folks out there still doing it. There's yeah. folks that are still doing it. Those are some names from like a. From the season yeah, obviously before, I'm not. I'm it's not about okay. that life. But it's, it's okay. I'm not about I mean. it currently. But I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, I rock what I rock. Word. All right. Question number two: Is there a movie that has affected your outlook on life? Mmm. Affected my outlook. So, like, naturally, Thirteenth comes to my mind because that's an amazing narrative mm-hmm. um, that talks about the Thirteenth Amendment, um, and it has all of these amazing scholars and impacted folks talking about the impact of mass incarceration on on our country mm-hmm. and how it is um, historically linked to slavery. Right. So, I mean, so that's a great, um, great life changing piece. But um, I'm trying to think what like really changed my outlook. Cause I love movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like if you ask me what my favorite movie is, it's The Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Right? I love the mess out of that. Mm-hmm. And right behind that would be uh, Ike and Tina. What's love got to do with it? <laughs> right? That may have changed my outlook. <laughs> how that, how that change? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, see, you catching me. Like, I don't know. Um, let me think about that one. We'll come back to we'll that. We'll come back to that one. Because I do love movies. And I know Word. there's got to be something that like was like, wow. Yeah. Question number three. Okay. When you start to feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? <laughs> I catch flights, not feelings. I am leaving at 5 a.m. this Saturday. Because if I told you what I've been through for the past 30 days, you'd ask me how I'm sitting here. Yeah. But no, I um, it has been proven that even making a reservation for travel mm-hmm. releases endorphins in your brain that bring joy, happiness, and relaxation. Mm. So, like, my birthday's in December, but science we'll have it planned out by June, mm-hmm. right? So I can tell the folks that are invited what they need to do so that way they can be planning for it. And that whole process is just so amazing. Like, I announced the dates in February for mm-hmm. my birthday in December. Mm-hmm. That felt amazing. Mm-hmm. So traveling is a huge one for me. Like, if I get overwhelmed, I need to get behind the wheel or get on a plane. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. When you make that reservation, you'd be feeling good. Exactly. Wow. You're like, man, I just did that. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. You got something to look forward to. <laughs> you got to. something to look forward to. Yeah. So it creates an immediate release of endorphins that then sustain and carry you until the departure date. And then you get another boost when you like, after you've packed and everything, because I don't know what the problem with me is, but I pack right before I get on the plane. Me too. I don't, I can't. <laughs> I the can't help it. I can't help it. And they'd be like, why don't you, like, look, I can't, I can't. Right. I've been doing this since college. I packed the night before. And now, I may start three or four days before. I can't even start, bro. I can't but, even wrap my mind around <laughs> getting ready until I'm right in it. You know what I mean? But, like, I mean, I take the luggage out. Okay. I empty it from the luggage, out, the stuff I didn't take out of the last trip. Because yeah, I, yeah. I do travel often. So, yeah. like, I'll be back, and then I, I'm, like, I'm gone for two weeks, and then I'm back for a couple weeks, and I'm gone again. Mm. So, it's, like, it's a lot of that. But, yeah, yeah traveling is definitely that thing for me. Word. Now, you kind of already touched on this earlier because um, you're talking about when we were talking about Audible. But mm-hmm. what book would you recommend everyone read right now? One book. Okay. Um, if you have not read The New Jim Crow, mm. absolutely read that. It gives you a foundational understanding of kind of where we are in this movement. Mm. You know, it helps you understand um, mass incarceration, the impacts of it, its connection to slavery. Um, and it's written in a very... Um, accessible um, language, right? Mm -hmm. She's a lawyer, but she doesn't use a lot of legal terms in there, right? Mm -hmm. She writes it for the common person to be able to read and understand. She meaning uh, Michelle Alexander. Word. Um, So, yes. uh, The New Jim Crow. Um, If you have read that, uh, get on on to... um, Audible and get Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson because he tells an amazing narrative of how he moved to the place where he is, where he's now the executive director of EJI, Equal Justice Initiative, mm-hmm. which just opened in Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, uh, just opened a From Slavery to Mass Incarceration Museum. Mm-hmm. And next year is opening a monument to lynching. You know, and so he talked about that's, his. That's opening now. Right? I'm not the sure. One in. Uh... Is it in Alabama? Yeah, the museum 
of I think that just opened. Yeah, the museum just opened. So okay. they have two things that are going on. They have a lynching monument that's being uh, built, and I'm not sure if it's open yet. Mm-hmm. But the museum that they're also doing, which is from slavery to mass incarceration, mm-hmm. that did just open like a week or so ago. Yeah. That did just open. Uh, that's a great narrative of his process of working in the legal system down there and the injustices that he saw in the South and what prompted him to move into this work that he's doing now. Um, and if you're not interested in that kind of stuff, uh, Bishop T.D. Jake's He Motions was so amazing mm. because it, it's, a, it's an older book, but it talked about behind the mask for us as men and how do we tap into that greater peace it opens with a story where he is saying that this man traveled a lot and this is why it resonated with me Mm -hmm. this man traveled a lot and he had an elaborate fish tank Mm -hmm. and this fish tank had his favorite fish in it and it had a timer and it had a heater and it had lights and all that and he forgot to set it Hmm. and when he came home his fish were all dead and he wondered did they scream for me Mm. And Bishop Jakes made the connection that no one hears the screams of the male heart. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, sort of like with Kanye, like, we're hearing his words, but are we really hearing the screaming that's going on in his heart? Mm. See, somebody said that. It's like, man, I think he's crying for help. I was like, ah. You know? So, ah. so I think that's a great book. But it could be, yeah. And that's a great book. And then it's anything by Ted Decker. Ted Decker writes amazing books. Um, listen, while I was incarcerated, I read a ton of a ton of books. So yeah, you had a lot of time on you. Had name, a lot bro. of time. Had a lot of time. Yeah. So yeah, like maybe like three thousand books. Good lord. Yeah, nonstop reading. Yeah, like a book a day is like the thing. And then if you knock out a book in a day, that means you could possibly knock out two in a day, right? And wow. you're just constantly reading, and mm-hmm. you know it just. Keeps your mind active. Mm-hmm. Keeps your mind liberated. Mm-hmm. Like I said to them the other day, like being free on the inside liberates mm-hmm. you no matter what prisons you're in, physical, financial, or whatever else. If you get your mind, your heart, and your soul free, mm-hmm. can't nothing else imprison you. Word. So, Shout out to Liberation Literacy, my guy, Paul Henry Grice III. Yes, yes. Yeah, they, they doing their thing. So they, you know, they... Um, they do a book drive. Yep, I just met with them two weeks ago. Okay, cool. You, you know what it is. Yep. Yeah. So they trying to get books, man. They trying to take care of their people because, like you said, you got to keep your mind. You got you got to keep your mind. You got to keep your mind. You got to keep your mind because it's it's under attack. Um, question number five. Uh huh. What message do you want communicated at your eulogy? Ooh wee. Okay, so. Um, One, it's a turn up. (laughs) (laughs) No, because for real, because I don't want folks coming and weeping and woeing, right? Because um, it's a time to celebrate a life lived doing what I love, Mm -hmm. which was serving people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I was with my sister recently on a trip, Mm -hmm. you know, and I told her, I said, I'm living my best life ever, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, how is that possible, right? Because because of because of the challenges in my past, I can't really get a job. Granted, I do have work that I do, and I do get paid for the work that I do, but I don't have, like, no consistent job, right? Um, it's hard to find housing. Granted, I still have a roof over my head every single day. Mm-hmm. It may not be the housing that I prefer and would like. I do got a roof over my head every day. Mm-hmm. And every day I get to get up, and I get to have a voice in the movement and like the tagline I told these young students the other day, the tagline on my email is impacting lives and changing the world. 
And I get to do that every day. I get to do that because when I have a conversation with someone or when I interact with someone, my story has now become a part of theirs and it creates a ripple effect, mm-hmm. right? So the things that we're talking about right now, when you release this, folks are going to talk about it, whether good, bad, or indifferent, they're going to talk about it. Their life has been impacted, mm-hmm. right? Their mind will be changed about something, right? Yeah. So. I feel really good about all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't like my sister sing my other sister sings this, that song, you know, uh, I won't let my uh, bad days outweigh my good days, right? Mm-hmm. I got plenty of them. I got a lot of struggles and challenges, but overall, you know, I really believe in the work that I'm doing. I'm passionate about it and I get a space and a place to do it. So um, I'm excited about that. And so because I'm doing what I love mm-hmm. and I'm not in prison to to completely imp- well, first of all, I'm not in prison. So right. holler. Um, <laughs> How could it not be? Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, first it's a turn up. Okay. And two, he lived a life well serving others. Because mm. at the end of the day, that's what I've been doing, right? And yeah. when folks try to come for me because of the challenges of my past, I'm like, but can we measure impacts? And I don't say that to be arrogantly, but it's just like, come to me with some substance. Mm-hmm. Right? Come to me with, with some substance. Like, come mm-hmm. to me correctly and come to me with some substance because... I want us to be at a better place. I don't want folks to be feeling triggered or angered or frustrated about me, but I'm not going nowhere and I'm going to continue to do this work Mm -hmm. because I'm built for it and I'm passionate about it and I'm unwavering in getting it done. So, um, yeah, he lived a life well serving others because at the end of the day, that's all I really want to do. You know, as we talked about before, like I'm out here, like really trying to do the work for everybody, for all of us. And um, yeah, I run into some opposition here and there. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to stop. I still want to see all of us liberated. I want to see all of us free because I know what it's like not to be. And so if I got to drag folks into freedom, then Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing that. Right. You got to do. Right. Um, But yeah, he lived a life well serving others and also it's a turn up you gotta have that you gotta like celebrate so you're gonna be it's gonna be like second line you know oh no 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 for real no yeah. i i left instructions on facebook as to what's supposed to happen at my funeral really? and so uh don't wear black mm-hmm. um there is gonna be a second line mm-hmm. uh, my sister shakira gets to pick who sings because it can't everybody sing at my um Funeral, right? <laughs> you gotta be clear on that. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, my best friend Belinda Giles, who is the Amazon queen, check her out on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> she's the funniest thing out there. She gets to pick who speaks at my um, speaks at my funeral because I don't need everybody. Listen, I got, I, got, I don't need everybody speaking. <laughs> and then I've been very clear without like telling too much business, saying just because you sit on that front row don't mean you get to act up with who else sitting on that front row. <laughs> I'm just going to say it like that. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't come to this funeral thinking you coming to trip or you got certain place because like everyone matters, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm the only number one. Mm. Ain't no <laughs> No, but no, for real. Hey, just for real. It's, like, your, it's yours. It's, it's my funeral. And it's, I want folks to come out and, 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 and celebrate a life yeah. lived serving others. Well, yeah. I've got challenges and I've had, I have plenty of bad days, but at the end of the day, I'm excited about being, uh, being a voice for change. Word, word. Coming back to that second question. Second question, movie that changed my life. Um, Man. Just, just put you in a different mind space, like just on a different trajectory. Like, you know what? I can do this or I can achieve this. I'm going to live my life this way. Ooh. 
I, you know, what kind of like jumps to my mind is um, two things, like two different phrases. First of all, we have to acknowledge that life is a journey and we're always growing and changing. And I think that's hard right. for folks. Like 18's not, 18 is not the definition. 21 is not the definition. 40 is not the definition. We continue to evolve and grow. Mm-hmm. So at another phase in my life, I have to say Malcolm X. Okay. You know, um, <clears throat> it's a great story of a person of change, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and reflecting back on it, like being incarcerated, he was incarcerated mm-hmm. and then he came home and mm-hmm. was impactful in the movement yeah. um, and then had his life snuffed out, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, doing doing the work. Mm-hmm. And so that's always a fear of mine. I've always had that, but more so aligned with like Dr. King because because uh, I'm much more nonviolent than uh, <laughs> Malcolm ever was. Right. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so Malcolm X and then really, Watching recently the um, the mask you live in. It's a documentary around this masculinity issue with our boys. Mm. Like first seven minutes into it, I was like almost like ah, I was in tears. Mm. It was hard Mm. because we all wear that mask, right? Mm -hmm. To some degree, and it just really, you know, uh, listening to these young folks. They're doing this thing that's called if you really knew me and you share a truth about yourself and just mm. listening to the pain that our boys are our boys are experiencing. I've seen a video similar to that with the, or the kids that if you really knew me, they just started. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. That before. Mm. I just posted on um, on my social media that mm. uh, boys uh, 10 to 14 are three times more likely to commit suicide than girls. Mm. Uh, 15 to 19. Um, five times more likely Mm. and 20 to 24 seven times more likely to commit suicide Mm. right we're really out here suffering and um, watching that and building a workshop off of it so I watched the film and then Mm. I built a workshop for this particular topic Um, really was like Tony this is your next move Mm. so I'm developing uh, that was a particular workshop for a particular time for a particular purpose but I'm going to build out a full service of trainings around dismantling this type of uh, toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to call it mask, M-A-S-K, hyphen U, hyphen Lenity, mm. right? Because we really have to take the mask off. And it's really about men being transparent with other men um, about what we're experiencing and what we're going through and how, how are we handling it mm-hmm. and then being supportive of each other without judgment. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's needed. That's so, and that, dope. so that's, that's dope. the so that is changing my life. So that's why I'm yeah. like, I was like, because I took the question as something in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I was struggling with it. But I know clearly that this film, while doing this project, changed my life. That's on Netflix. It's, it's on, on Netflix. HBO? It's on okay. Netflix. Okay. It's called The Mask You Live In. It's absolutely, uh, it's a, it's an essential watch um, for for young boys, for young men, for 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 educators. Um, you know, I had my nephew in the room and he was like, that was just like so illuminating. He was like, mm-hmm. it liberated him. Mm-hmm. And he like shared some personal things around around some of his personal challenges mm-hmm. and how uh, the dialogue that we had was really helpful. And that solidified it for me. It's like, I knew that it would be impactful, mm-hmm. but to really hear that it really hit home for someone close. Yeah. Um, just solidifies that this is absolutely something I gotta do. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Word. Well, 
once again appreciate you for coming through absolutely very very educational conversation man and uh we have great times when we get together every time every (laughs) time man so i appreciate y'all for listening if you have any questions man if you just want to continue the dialogue hit us up man hit me up on on the show page on twitter at sxsndls on instagram at sxsndls my personal instagram emmanuel since 85 um how can they highlight you tony uh they can just get at me at tony funches um at my instagram or at twitter because i'm like keeping my facebook locked down Okay, straight <laughs> up. So, just, so down, just first and last name yeah, on Instagram, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, at Instagram or at Twitter. Okay, word, word. All right, so once again, y'all, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Holla at y'all next week. Grace and peace. I gave you the truest me, my truest speech, true and deep from the loosest leaves of my loose leaf, my flaws and all, see? I'm fragile but by grace I am choosing peace over losing sleeping. I must say these sandals fit quite nicely over these pre-release. Nike sacks, Birkenstocks, oh what a faux pas, unmasked, unabashed, unashamed. I hear the voice set up unacclaimed, yeah, hear the voice set up unacclaimed. Maybe that's a taboo, maybe it's a fad, but maybe just